MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome to another edition of Football Full Circle right here on the grid. I'm Mike Blue, along with my co-host, George Kurtz. George, how you doing, bud? I'm doing well. Everything's, you know, I know it's baseball and it's not football, but it's back, right? So everything's back, you know, as in the world is right now, as far as I'm concerned. We, we've had sports, live sports that count. So yeah. now we're just hoping that football can do the same thing here. We may have some doubts here. You know, we'll see how things work out. But I feel like everything's back on track somewhat. Yeah. Uh, I I have mentioned to you in the past, I was watching some English Premier League in previous weeks, and uh, there was some juice there for me, but having the games back on American soil and watching some baseball and even MLS contest the other night uh, was fun. Just to be able to flip back and forth to two different channels, watching two different sports was like, all right, cool. Uh, I'm, I'm back. You know, we... We had a lot of doubts, but here we are. We're, we're playing baseball, and we're talking football here today and hopefully getting back there soon. We're going to get into, in subsequent segments, a little some updates on what happened this week. Uh, as of the time of filming this, there could be more news that continues to break, so forgive us if it's slightly obsolete, but uh, we'll do our best to update you. The story I wanted to start with on this hour was an interview that Chris uh, Thomason did with Adam Thielen. Uh, he beat the odds in 2013 as the article starts, but he wouldn't be feeling as good if he were trying to make an NFL team in 2020. As it says here in Chris Thomason's tweet, I know that if I had was going through this offseason as a rookie, I wouldn't be in the NFL. There's no chance. And he's talking about the general components of what we've talked about, George, r- related to this offseason, how 
some of the business of signing undrafted free agents, bringing guys in, trying guys out that are fringe players, maybe veterans trying to catch on or rookies trying to catch on with the team for the first time, that business hasn't really happened in the same manner as it has. There's been virtually no, there's been no hands-on tuning. I, I shouldn't use the word virtual because it has been virtual. Uh, there's been no hands-on teaching. There's no practicing against other players. For somebody like Adam Thielen, who broke into the league in a really unique manner, he's saying he wouldn't be in the NFL. And I get it. He, maybe he's right. Maybe he's, maybe he's over-exaggerating a little bit. But, yeah, players aren't going to get a chance to show what they can do. Because of what, everything being condensed, I mean, let's face it. When uh, training camp does open and practices really do take place, you're working to get your guys ready. You don't have a time to experiment. Well, let's see what this guy can do. Let's see what this undrafted free agent can do. You don't have time for that. You have to get the guys that you think are your starters ready to play. This is why I think football is going to be so sloppy in September because of very few padded practices. No preseason games. Uh, we may hate the preseason, but they do serve somewhat uh, of a role here. Four was ridiculous, but two really is the perfect number in my mind. But none, none of those either. Uh, I think a lot of players or a lot of teams are going, listen, I'm just getting the players ready that I know can play. We'll see what happens after that. But I want to get the players ready who I know can play, get them ready to play because I don't have time to screw around and worry about, you know, my sixth round pick. You know, he'll learn, he'll learn eventually. But since he's not, wasn't drafted to be a starter anyway, I've got time for him. I don't yeah. have time for the guy who I think is going to start now. I have a game in less than a month. Right. Um, we've made the point about the Vikings specifically that they drafted 15 players in this year's NFL draft, the most of any team. And to make a specific comparison uh, in this article in the Pioneer Press, when the then unknown wide receiver Thielen made the Vikings practice squad seven years ago as an undrafted free agent out of Division II Minnesota State Mankato, he had a rookie minicamp, spring drills, four preseason games to show what he could do, and the Vikings had a 90-man training camp roster. Due to the coronavirus pandemic, Vikings players will have none of those things this year. There were no on-field drills during this past spring, and NFL teams are expected to have just 80 players in training camp and no preseason games. So uh, a stark contrast, George, to what Thielen was looking at, really anybody was looking at in any other year. We all know he's a very much a long shot player to be as good as he is, but still, it says a lot about the differences just from a year ago, that the, the way in which the NFL is conducting business from a year ago. Absolutely, listen, we all know this is going to be a strange year. We're gonna to have to accept things. And I'm not, listen, I don't think a lot of people care about whether or not this guy can make the roster or not, but it is, unfair to these guys who are going to give their all, but that's where we're at right now. All right? I keep saying, if you want to have football or any sport for that matter, baseball, basketball, hockey, whatever it might be, you're going to have to accept some strange things are going to happen. It's not going to, this is not going to be a year like any other. You know, I keep, uh, you know, I'm a big baseball guy and I hate, I don't like a lot of the rule changes in baseball, but if that gets baseball on the field, fine. I'll live with it this year. Yeah. You know, football's going to be the same thing. If that gets football on the year, fine. I'll live with it. I don't care what you want to do. I just want to see the games here. You know, we went four months without anything here. You hope we can get out there. You hope it's safe to get out there. So I think everybody's going to have to make those, you know, those sacrifices, whether it's the players themselves, you know, GMs, the coaches. There are things you're going to have to do that you've never done before, that you don't like, but if you want to get the game on the field, it has to be done. Yeah, he, Thielen, obviously coming off an injury-riddled season and a disappointing season in 2019, especially compared to the 113 catch season that he had in 2018. He closes out this article by saying, you have to try to make the most of your situation, and you can't control a lot of it, Thielen said, of this year's undrafted free agents. So I know there's going to be a lot of guys that may have to try again next year or maybe get some workouts, 
throughout the season. I don't know, but it's definitely going to be a different year. Welcoming in our radio audience now as we close out this segment. But I, I think he says it well, George. It, I, I think, unfortunately, some of these guys' dreams will be on hold. The NFL is just figuring out a way to conduct business differently. I said, it, this is a work in progress. No, we've never, no one's ever had to go through this. No sports league has ever had to go through this, certainly not the NFL. There were some pictures I saw earlier in the week of uh, baseball during the Spanish flu of 1918. They were wearing masks. But uh, we haven't been through this. No one has. It's a pandemic. Right? we got to do what we got to do to get to possibly have a season, Mike. So once again, I understand. I understand it's, it's frustrating to certain players, coaches, team members, whatever that might be. But hopefully, this is really the big hope for me, hopefully it's just for this year. Yeah, true. So a little insight as to what is different about this year from a player's perspective and a player that really needed this is to be done in the way that it's normally done in order to make a team. George and I will come back with some more NFL business updates after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Back on the grid, Mike and George talking about some updates to the NFL, start of the NFL season. We're trying to get everybody into training camp here. Chiefs and Texans expected to be back in camp first. Um, As we film this, there's a lot of news breaking. So, some of more of this may be clarified by the time you're watching it, but 
feel free to send George the hate mail on Twitter, or frankly, just go to his Twitter feed, and uh, he may have retweeted and clarified some of the things that we're about to talk about. But uh, important conference calls occurred late in the week, George, on Friday, Thursday, Friday, amongst the ownership group and then the NFL PA regarding safety and health protocols, regarding money, scheduling, training camp reporting, testing, all of this stuff. I don't think even after these calls, 100% of it is smoothed out. Like we saw bumps in the road with MLB, uh, Juan Soto, a positive test. It doesn't allow him to play for the first few days, followed by negative tests. We're, that's going to be part of what we're dealing with, too, by the way, is false positives. You're just going to have to say, I'm sorry, it's the best we can do right now. I'm sorry you missed game X, but we just got to move ahead. Agreed. This is going to happen in the NFL, too. Yep. Uh, you're going to have some of you guys who have positive tests, and maybe they're not positive. Well, they were, they feel fine. False negatives. Full po- you got false negatives as well, by the way. Guys who really yeah, of were positive. It's what we're going to have to live with. Once again, I keep saying it over and over again. If you want the games to be played, we're going to have to live with this. That there's going to be some times where you don't have your best player. You know, that also this guy can't play because he tested positive, and you find out, oh, no, he was actually okay. It was a false one. It'll make you angry, but what are you going to do? And really, what are you going to do? You have no other choice but to have these tests. But uh, for every thousand, I think they're going to have what? One, two, three that are false? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Chris Mortensen and Dan Graziano and Tom Pelissero and many other people out there have done an excellent job of reporting on a, a wide variety of the logistics and business issues that are plaguing the NFL right now that need to be solved. But here's a few of them. We talked about the 80-man roster deadline in a previous segment. So that's an 80 instead of a 90. So the 80-man roster deadline is August 16th before padded practice. Teams can have a 90-man roster if they go with split squad setup. Some teams have plans to split squad and use stadium and regular practice facilities. Uh, Also, negotiations started. NFL owners wanted players to give 35% escrow, and players were okay with threat of not playing because no force majeure in the CBA. Except expect both sides to take losses in unprecedented times to make this work. And he also clarifies that lost revenues will be significant in 2020 for NFL, but the sharp drop should be more than counterpunched by massive spike coming with new TV and media deals, a 17-game season in 2021, more playoffs and gambling revenues. I'll stop there, and then I'll, I'll continue on the next rant, but I'll let you comment there. Yeah, I think that's what we're all probably most concerned about, right? The, most of the rest of this thing, they'll, they'll work it out. It's the money. That's always the part that worries me. They'll work out the health and safety protocols. We've seen that in all the sports. They've been able to do that. But what derailed baseball was the money. You know, how are you going to spoil? Because the owners want the players to take, uh, I guess they, they want to take a pay cut. And the MLB players said, <laughs> yeah, not going to happen. And if I'm the NFL, I'm thinking the same thing. What's good? Not going to happen. As you like to point out on these shows, what business is guaranteed to make money? Right? And I, I completely agree with you. You're not guaranteed mm-hmm. to make money. These NFL players can lose their career on any play, any hit. So why should they take less money? I don't think they should either. Uh, but I'm also curious about the fact of the salary cap. Right? We've heard we've heard everything about the cap. Right? First, they're going to take $70 million off next year, which means you're going to have uh, you know, 100 free agents on the street, good players right now, if they're going to do stuff like that. Now right. they, they want to spread over maybe two years or four years or five years. I don't know, Mike, why they can't do it over 11 years, over the entire so, CBA. So Chris Mortensen may, may have clarified it. Again, this might need some additional clarifying, but the salary cap appears to be remaining the same for 2020, and there is a cap floor 
of $175 million in 2021, with the possibility of it being higher based on revenue streams. That's what Mike Garofalo and Tom Pelissero reported. I mentioned that those guys are, are doing a lot of work on this. So that that's 175 still is a $25 million hit, George, well, if it was if it was the maximum hit. That that's a lot. You know, we're talking, yeah. I just don't understand. 12 and a half percent, basically 12 percent, call it. But it could be higher. So what if it's 185? You still don't ever want it to go down. I don't understand this. You know, I know, anybody who remotely watches football know that there could be a huge revenue spike in two years with the new television contracts. Yeah. Why don't they just say, hey, you know what? We'll wait until then and then we'll adjust the cap. Where instead of it going up 75 million for each team, it only goes up, I don't know, 40 million for each team. The owners don't want to float it to the players, and they should be able to. Right. Of course they can. This is all about the owners wanting to stick it to the players again. It's really all it is. They want to they want to get out of certain contracts. This will give them the excuse to do so. You know, and they want the contracts to go down, or the floor to go, or I guess the average of the contracts to go down then, where they could start again, where maybe the next quarterback doesn't get $38 million, but it goes down to $29 million, whatever it might be. So it starts at a lower Average. And the crappy thing is the quarterbacks, it won't it won't affect them at all. No, not it'll the affect the, the other players. guys. Right. It'll be like okay. veter- a veteran linebacker that's got to take a million two instead of a million six. Now everybody at home is being like, oh, are you crazy? Guys, I'm going to make a million bucks to play linebacker? Well, he just sacrificed 400 grand because of the way that they squeezed the players in this instance. I'm not suggesting that there is no responsibility for the players to have to share in this in some way but they don't have the ability to smooth it out over the life of their careers, many of them. The owners could just say, you know what, we're not going to increase the cap when it comes time to increase it. We're going to artificially hold the cap down when it should inflate after the big TV deals. I I don't know, I, I understand the economics of it, maybe not every iota, but I do think this is at least moving in the right direction, giving them a floor. But still, 175 down from 198, that's a pretty big adjustment. I hope it doesn't adjust that much because it will result in, in players getting cut. It absolutely will. That's $23 million for each team, plus it's not going up next year, which I can guarantee you certain teams were assuming it would go up next year like it always does every season to account for their contracts. So, yeah, it's going to be – you're going to see players, more players on free agency, which is obviously that's also not good for the players. Yep. Because once again, that drives prices down. If you have, you know, if you have five top wide receivers, well, you don't, you don't need to pay them as much. You know, there will there be as many jobs going around? It's it's not good really all around. It's not good for the game. The owners though are just thinking with their, uh, you know, their bottom lines. But as you you just said, the owners have the ability. They're going to own a team for 10, 20, 30, 40. It can be in their family forever. They'll make up these losses. The players cannot. Their their careers are finite. Finite. Might be three years, four years. Some guys will get eight, nine, ten years, but very few. Yeah. Uh, the NFLPA Executive Committee voted unanim- unanimously to recommend the proposed changes to the CBA. Uh, as we film this, the conference call amongst the NFL player reps is ongoing. An important resolution to the new CBA agreement, again, a, a lot of this via Chris Mortensen of ESPN. Uh, there will be a fund slash benefit established to pay back any benefits eliminated as a result of COVID up to 2023 and paying back any lost guaranteed money to players. So as noted by many, the NFL player reps will vote, yada, yada, yada. So, uh, so that's it, George. There at least does seem to be some thawing of the hard line. 
look, we were you and I were both concerned about them not having discussed finances to this point. I would actually give the NFL a gold star if, as this stuff all came to a head, they approved it this quickly. Should they have waited this long? Probably not. But I think they were so concerned about health protocols above money in this instance in order to get the deal done. I'm not saying they care more about it in this instance to get the deal done that I would actually give them a, a check mark here for getting this stuff done, potentially without delaying the Chiefs and Texans reporting to camp for at least getting their COVID tests. Oh, I would, I would give them a gold star check mark. I think they've done a great job here. I did not expect this. Me neither. You know, I, no way. Because, you know, this is not really the deadline to get it done. I guess it's close to what, if you want to run a, a perfectly normal season, looking at the date here, it's, we're late July. You know, I'm surprised this didn't go on further. You know, which makes me wonder what are the owners that, well, what else do they have in store here? Because they were delaying for a little bit, now they're not. You know, so I wonder what's going on here. But I think the fact that they've got it done, which means theoretically, everything should move along now according to pace. Testing has to be done. So I guess that's the next big thing. When everybody gets tests coming in, what percentages do all those come out? We've heard that's another stickling point, right? About 5%. It's more than 5%. It's daily. Less than 5% every other day. I do wonder when those initial tests come out, how that's going to, uh, what the what the percentage is. Yeah, MLB intake testing was 1.8, 1.9%. We'll see if the NFL matches that. George and I will be right back. More NFL talk on FFC. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
the Nikki Glaser podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser podcast to start listening. You're watching Sports Grid. Get on the grid. Back on the grid. Welcome back to our radio audience as well. George and I are talking about some news and notes. I'm going to play a little bit of a, a fun game here uh, on this final July weekend. Is it the final July weekend? Yeah. Yes. I believe it is. Yes. Yeah. Next week. Oh. Yeah. Final July. I look, these days, weeks, months have blended together, obviously, in a way that uh, they haven't before. But uh, on this final July weekend, we are. Uh, just going to play, uh, have a little fun with it before the football actually gets started. People get out there in pads where they may or may not be hitting each other because contact may or may not <laughs> transmit COVID virus. It's, it's getting tough, George. Uh, but uh, we'll have a little bit of fun with that game. So a couple of news and notes. What you, I think the one business uh, component that really has started to move is the signing of a lot of rookie contracts. Uh, Jeff Gladney, defensive back from the Vikings, he signs his deal. Uh, Chase Claypool of the Steelers signs his deal. So whether they are first-round picks or extending a little bit into the mid-rounds, these teams are trying to lock up the rookies so that if and when the camps open in the next week to 10 days, uh, they'll be ready to go. Yeah, I, I, we see this every year, right? Some, some teams take longer than others, but... For the most part, due to the CBA, there's not much to negotiate here. All right, you negotiate some language, some payout language, but that's it. You're not getting any more money than what uh, what's in the CBA there. So you should be in. They all should be in by camp, you would think. Every now and then, we do see a, a Bosa situation where one guy might not be in, but I expect the most, if not all, to be in by camp. I do wonder this. You know, I just went through my head once again. If a player, even a rookie, is worried about COVID. You know, maybe someone playing on, the, on one of the California teams, or one of the Florida teams, you know, the nightmare it is down there. Maybe they fight for extra things a little harder, you know, than they normally would because maybe they're not all that thrilled about being there, want to see things calm down anyway. But I expect most these rookies to be, these contracts to be done within the next, really, I, you said seven to ten days. I think it'll be less than that as I think all camps will be open by the end of the, by the end of July, actually. Yeah. Uh, so... So good news that we're, we're starting to see some momentum, right? Uh, we'll see how these conference calls play out and exactly when everybody can report. But Chiefs and Texans are supposed to be first. Uh, we'll see. Uh, another piece of news, Tua Tungavailoa said he's, quote, ready to go in an interview with USA Today. He His recovery has been reported ahead of schedule on multiple occasions, and the quarterback himself is now confirming this. The possibility of him taking the field as a rookie is looking increasingly likely now, this is all according to Roto World. Uh, Fitzpatrick's still the favorite to start week one, but it wouldn't be surprising if Tua gets some starts. So I'm going to set an over-under. Tua starts this year. Six and a half. Ooh. I, I'm going to go over. I'm just going to go over. I think they want to see what they have in Tua here. I think he's going to be a 
good, solid player. I don't love it because, once again, he hasn't been able to get on the practice field. There'll be no preseason games. You don't know if he has any kind of chemistry there. But I just have a funny feeling that this is a team that wants to get their new toy here. I want to see. I'm looking at their schedule here. I just want to see, you know, if, if Fitzpatrick can get off to a big start. How that might change. Things. I have it right here. So they start at the Pats on Sunday, Not September good. 13th, uh, hosting good. Buffalo at Jacksonville, hosting Seattle. But that could be Seattle coming down hot. It's the longest trip in they the entire play well. NFL. Seattle plays well coming out east. Doesn't seem to bother them. I get it, but that is the longest trip in the NFL is Seattle Miami, and that would be potentially playing in the Miami Heat. So they can come to New York and kick the Giants' tail all over MetLife Stadium. That I get, but going to Miami when it's still eh, bordering on summer weather, that might be a little bit tougher. Uh, even the fans, no fans, whatever. That's still a potentially tough trip physically. Then at San Francisco, at Denver. So the tough part for them is that the beginning of the schedule isn't particularly easy. So I think if you're looking at and Fitz goes out there and, you know, he fits it up to three and three. What if they're three and three? I'll just be bullish on them. They beat Jacksonville, Seattle, and Denver. They're three and three. I listen, I like this Miami team as far as I think they can. I don't think they're a terrible team anymore. I don't. I think they're going to do some damage. But, man, I mean, three and three is being nice, right? I mean, I'm really being, nice. being nice. So, I don't know. But I do think. Uh, they were 0 and 7 and went 5 and 4 down the stretch. And they got a bad call against the Jets. They did. should have been 6 they, and 3. They did. But that's the Which is rough. crazy. They were 0 and 7 and they went 5 and 4 down the stretch. Trust I me. Did. I, I lost their oh I lost their under bet because they played well at the end of the year, including beating the Patriots. You're not angry at all. Good to see that. Um, I'm glad you've gotten over that. I haven't. <laughs> so I'm going to say he plays starting week seven because I think that makes sense. You will play two good defenses at San Fran at Denver. Things aren't going to go well for Fitzpatrick there. And you come home for two games against the LA teams. You get Arizona, the Jets back to back. Jets back to back with a bye week in between Cincinnati. I think it's the perfect time to put him in there. Perfect time to be after week six. I don't think they'll be, the team will be playing all that great. You say three and three. I'm probably more of a two and four range, but three and three wouldn't shock me. I think they could possibly be Denver as well there. Uh, but I think it'd be the perfect time to make that switch. Six weeks in, and your schedule starts to get more in your favor. They played both of the L.A. teams at home back-to-back, another weird scheduling quirk. Right. Both uh, the L.A. teams back home-to-home. The Jets, they played back-to-back with a bye week in between. That's weird. Weird. Um, so, that, so you're saying if they were... Three and three, they would bench Fitz for Tua? I think that's when you make this. I don't think they'll be three and three. I think they'll be two and four. But I think uh, I just don't think things are going to go well at San Fran, at Denver. And really, not really Fitz's fault. You know, you took the two tough places to play. I think that's when they make the switch. Six and a half I picked because it's a tough number. They have six games specifically after the bye week. So if they got to the bye week and they were, you know, limping into the bye week and they were, I don't know, four and six and they knew that they they were in trouble. And first game in New York, you really don't want that. You know, it is. Why? Jamal Adams Adams isn't even going to be on the team anymore. He'll be a a cowboy. Right. Oh, God. I hope not. But uh, okay. so well, Adams going to Dallas, Judge. Jadavian Clowney's going to Dallas too. Don't you read the uh, the fans? They, I, I, I can't get through all the stories about how every free agent lands in Philly to get to the Dallas stories. Every time I read a free agency <laughs> story about the NFL, 
Philly writers and fans are like, ah, just come to Philly. Like, all right, why doesn't everybody just come to Philly? Give you guys a $400 million cap. You can just sign Clowney and every free agent running back uh, that has come up over the last two years. They will uh, sign a free agent running back. Still waiting for it. There's no way they're going with Miles Sanders. Why? He's not built that way. They have to give him somebody. I'm not saying that the guys are starters. Sanders Boston get Scott. Carries. No, get they, on they, board. Come on. They, they need somebody. They need somebody else there to get eight carries, ten carries a game. Touches, I, maybe. I don't think that's hard to find. No, I need to why. That's why I think they're just waiting for the price to come down. Let's wait for somebody to get cut. Or that, that could be the answer as well, yeah. Royce Freeman, somebody like that. Somebody that might find themselves out of a depth chart somewhere. One of the, you know, maybe Gus Edwards gets cut. Like Gus, Edwards is the, Gus Edwards is the ultimate eight carry, seven, eight carry a game guy. Three yards in a cloud of dust, give Miles Sanders some time off. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not as bearish on Sanders as you. I, I don't know that he's going to be Saquon Barkley or some of the other I think, top I think he's players. Really good. I just don't think he's the kind of guy you want to give 20-plus touches to. He won't make it through the rest of the season. I get it. I get, they, they I get need the somebody there to help him. That's what I think. Uh, he's, I, he's not on the roster right now. True. Uh, I, 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 I see what you're driving at. Okay. So you wanted to, we got a few minutes left here and we can carry it into the next segment. You wanted to set up a, a little game uh, here, a quarterback shell game, so to speak. Tell me what it's all about. That's exactly what it is. Uh, listen, if you've watched NFL Live, you've seen them spin the wheel for the quarterback. Same theory here. We, we don't have a wheel here. You know, don't have the budget for that. But we're going to use a little dice here. So we're just going to pretty much you can pick a division you want to start with or whatever. You're going to want to make a decision here, Mike. Okay. I'll roll the die for you. You're going to pick a division, and then you're going to roll, roll the die. You'll decide. Before we roll the die, you're going to decide, do I want to roll the die to get a better quarterback? Or am I happy with this, what the quarterback as is? What In happens other words, if I say, if as, what if I say I'm West, good? Then there's no die roll. If you okay. pick the AFC West, you're not rolling the die on Pat Mahomes, are you? No. But you might on everybody else. All right. So let's stick with the AFC East since we were just talking about Tua. Okay, so Miami, would you would you keep Tua and Fitzpatrick? You get the whole quarterback situation, or would you roll a die and see if you can do better than this year and the future? <sighs> it's not an easy decision, now, is it? Do you want to stick this with is the a rookie? Hard one. Do you want to stick with the rookie and a good solid backup, or do you think you can do better? With the die roll. I don't know what the percentages are, how many good quarterbacks you would take over them. I wish There's Adam Gates not. was not the coach of the Jets. Yeah, I, I really roll, like Sam Darnold. I think I'm going to stick. I think I'm going to take the Tua upside because the franchise might not run him into the ground. That's a close one. I'm 50-50 on that. I'm not a believer in Josh Allen. I'm as a, much of a believer in Sam Darnold, at least, as I am in well, Josh you're, you're Allen. Only, you're only rolling for Miami right now. Oh, oh, I oh, all right. I'm see. I'm glad you talked me through this. Rolling, rolling for, would you take somebody else, or would you roll a die to take a chance you're going to do better than to? I would, by the way. Um. All right, let's roll the die. I want to see how this works out. All right. All right. So let's you ended on. up with. Oh my God, you ended up with the same. Oh, you ended up with Miami. Okay, that that can't count. Uh, you ended up with number twelve. So four, eight. No. Oh, you're not going to be happy, Mike. What? You ended up with number 12. You ended up with Gordon Minshew. Gardner Minshew. Why Why is it Gardner Minshew? Why is he 12? How are you? I just go in order here. AFC East, AFC North, AFC South, uh, AFC West, in order of standings of last year. That's terrible. Yeah, you you, you can't have snake guys on that roll, buddy. But I did initially say I'm going to stay. I don't want to hear it. You said I you didn't understand the, the game. You said you roll the die. You got Minshew. Okay. 
All right, uh, let's do it again. We got one more roll before the break. That was weak. Let's go AFC North. We'll just keep going. Well, pick a, pick a team first. Oh, uh, Steelers. Would you roll a die on Ben? Yeah, because he's a million years old and he's coming off Tommy Johnson. I agree. I would as well. Uh, you got 22, so you got somebody in the AFC, uh, NFC uh, North, right? 20. Kirk Cousins and his contract, but he got a younger quarterback. Would I take Kirk Cousins over Ben Roethlisberger? Absolutely not. I mean, I got him because I rolled the stupid dice, but I would not want that instead. I mean, he'd have a more long-term? You don't have to worry about searching with somebody? Long-term? We're going to do more of this after the break. I have a problem with this game. George and I will be back on FFC. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. Hey, we're back here on the grid. George and I going through a little bit of a quarterback shell game, uh, so to speak. So we're going to continue that in a moment. I'll get one piece of news uh, from Todd Gurley. This is via 92.9 Atlanta, who he interviewed with. Uh, he's talking about sitting out. He said he's open to sitting out the season if the NFL doesn't come up with a proper COVID-19 safety plan. Obviously, things are being approved as we speak. I don't really think, I think he's, as George uh, aptly said uh, during the break, I think he's saying what a lot of 
players are thinking right now. It's really not structured right, Gurley said about the NFL's current restart plan. There's not a proper plan in place that I'm comfortable with. I don't have a wife. I don't have kids. You have to look at a guys on the other side who have a pregnant wife, kids, and a wife. They just want to go home to every single day. We saw it in Major League Baseball, George, with Buster Posey, a unique situation where he adopted premature twins. He didn't want to put his family at risk. Totally understandable. Are there other NFL players that are in similar positions? I don't really know, but it's entirely possible that somebody might feel uh, uncomfortable as the season gets closer and want to opt out. I, I, for some reason, I just get the sense that, look, I thought more baseball players were going to opt out. I think we were official numbers at 14. I think it's unclear whether or not some of those guys get paid. I thought it would be as many as 25, a roster. So we're not there. Does it happen in the next 30 days in baseball if things get out of control? Uh, maybe. But for, uh, for some reason, I've gotten the sense from even as concerned, even as, as the football players have remained concerned and voiced their concerns to a variety of different publications, I, I don't get the sense that they're going to sit out. I, whether it's the, the culture of the sport or the fact that they have shorter careers, I just don't know. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, for me, it is the shorter careers, Mike. You can't sit out you, unless you're an established star or you made your money already, right? You can't sit out because you're the average NFL career is what two and a half, three years. That's all it is. So you got to make your money while you can. So no, I don't think they're gonna. You're gonna see a lot of opt-outs. I just don't think so. Now, I do wonder what could happen. You know, we saw in baseball on Thursday. You talked about it early on the show. Juan Soto tested positive, and all of a sudden he can't play. I do wonder. If a whole bunch of players on one team test positive, a player goes, this is ridiculous. We've got eight players out now, and one of these guys is really sick. I'm not playing. Yeah. You know, it's obviously it's in the building. It's this, that, whatever it might be. I, I can't do this anymore. You know, I do wonder what, what's that, what's going to happen there. I can also see a team that's playing that team the week after. What? You know, we're playing this team. They just had eight guys nailed out. Uh, no, no, no. That's, that's crazy. I'm not doing it. Yeah, I can see that sort of thing happening. I mean, what happened with Soto on Thursday? First thing Aaron Boone tells all the Yankees, don't fraternize with them. Don't go anywhere near them. Yeah. Stay away from the Nationals, which means everyone's worried that Soto got it, and apparently they had other tests that were going on. This will happen in football as well. They had other tests that were going on that hadn't come back yet. They didn't know the results yet. But we know, you know, 11 other players could have had it, and they just didn't have the results yet. So this is something you have to worry about. That being said, I, keep, I want to keep saying this over and over again. I'm not feeling bad for anybody. This is what you've signed up for. If you don't know this, this could be a problem going in, then you haven't done your research, you haven't done your education. All right, there's going to be issues here in regards to player safety. There is. You are taking a risk if you play, and you damn well should know that before playing. Uh, agree. I, I'll say the funny, the funky thing about baseball is that I've mentioned it a number of times on this show, is that the 1.8% positives on the intake testing I thought was a good thing. Uh, it, it was a lower number than I anticipated. Freddie Freeman, who's a star for the Atlanta Braves, he was sick. He had COVID and he was sick for a few days. He was symptomatic. He was away from the team for a period of time. But uh, opening day started and Freddie Freeman was out there. First inning facing Jacob deGrom. So uh, there obviously is the ability for players to recover and come back. I just thought that that percentage was good. Hope Now we've seen oddly vastly different stories from college football, for example, where dozens of players on the same team have tested positive, albeit mild and asymptomatic cases in, in a lot of instances. Um, 
Is it the nature of football itself? Is it the nature that they're college kids and they just haven't really taken care to social distance and wear masks? It could be all of the above that I mentioned. I just thought the 1.8% positives was good for baseball because it was a lower number than I anticipated. Other people might be like, are you nuts? I wouldn't want to be around a population that's two, almost 2% positive. It's really how you feel personally on it. Uh, and I, I just wonder if it's the culture of football, the nature of them being college kids and everything else. Yeah, that's what, when I was talking earlier, that this is what I want to see, what that percentage will be when they take their next tests. You know, what, what's going to happen there. I agree, 1.8 was lower than I expected. I thought it would be higher. Uh, not that I thought it was going to be 18% or something like that, but yeah. I thought it would be four, five, six, somewhere in there. So yeah. uh, I was definitely encouraged. I think baseball was expecting five. I think I think they were as well. I think, I think everyone was uh, happily surprised that the number was 1.8. I think hockey came out uh, when they first did. They were actually pretty low, too. And then we'll see what, they, what happens with them next week when they go to the bubble, or the two bubbles in Toronto and Edmonton, what that percentage is. But uh, it's certainly good news right now. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so that's it, really, on Gurley. I think he voiced some concerns. I, I don't think he's legitimately threatening at this point to sit out. I think it was just the NFL players. It's another NFL player as they sort of seized on social media last week in order to say that we want to play, letting everybody know, putting the pressure on the NFL publicly to get their affairs in order regarding health and safety protocols. It's not going to be perfect. We know there's been bumps in the road with MLB, but here we are, George. Opening day happened, and we played a whole bunch of baseball games. So there will continue to be bumps in the road, but I'm actually feeling more bullish about these seasons than I was, say, a few weeks ago. I, I remain confused in terms of football, specifically when we lose a positional group, potentially. That's not going to happen in baseball, most likely. It's unlikely that the whole starting pitching staff would go down. It could happen, but it's unlikely. Um, plus, they have a 30-man taxi squad ready to go. The roster's already at 30. They have another 30 guys. Will it be lower-quality baseball players? Yeah, but we don't know how long they're filling in for. It could be only a couple of days at a time. The difference from football to baseball is, to back up your point here, in baseball, what's the worst-case scenario? You said it. The whole starting staff goes down. All right, deal with it. Take, take your guys up from the, uh, the taxi squad 30, and you still got a baseball game. In football, the entire offensive line goes down. Well, now you got Patrick Mahomes running for his life. And do you really want a guy who's— You can't play. Right, who has a half-billion-dollar contract running for his life as soon as the ball is snapped. That's the difference in football is that you know, someone could get really hurt. I mean, really hurt here. So I think that's that's the huge difference for me here. Other than that, I think you're right. I think it's going to be live with whatever happens, live with it. You know, guys are going to go out. We're going to have this over and over again. You mentioned Juan Soto in baseball, a top baseball player, out. You know, we're going to have this yeah. in football. We're going to have it, probably have it in hockey, probably have it in basketball as well. And you know, I'll keep saying it over and over again. If you want to see the games played, live with it. This is what it is in 2020. And baseball starting pitchers go down right before starts fairly often. Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw was supposed to start opening day. We found out that day that he wasn't pitching. How often do we find out the day of that Pat Mahomes' back tightened up or Ben Roethlisberger's elbow is sore, he's not going to be able to play today? We will know about those injuries in advance because it's typically as a result of the wear and tear of the season, not the morning of. That's extremely rare. There's the occasional 
last-minute cancellation of a player. It didn't go well in warm-ups, and he doesn't have to play. But we generally already know that that player is somewhat injured. Um, the baseball culture different from the football culture in that regard. So let's continue on with this game, the sham of a game that I keep getting screwed on with the rolls. Um, I, I gotta pick a. I gotta pick a team now. Remember when you like to ask me all those trivia questions that I rarely got one right? Yeah. This is my revenge. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just true. Um, I never paid my uh, paid. I never paid back the my texting you of that uh, horrible oh. ending to the game. I was supposed to do something on social media. I never got around to it. So chalk that up to uh, pandemic. What Mike's uh, talking brain about, freeze. but anybody who didn't listen. Mike texts me about 11 o'clock, uh, maybe 10.50 at night. Oh, you got to turn on the NFL, whatever network. I think it was the NFL network, whatever. You got to turn it on. You got to turn it on. I think it's Fox Sports 1, actually. Whatever. You got to turn it on right now. I'm thinking, oh, are we on TV or something? Is something I need to see? No. I'm a Cowboy fan. Mike decides look, I should watch the end of the Green Bay-Dallas game from three, four years ago when Mason Crosby kicks the game-winning kick. It was an amazing ending to my, in my defense. It was an amazing ending. Not for Aaron me, Rogers. it wasn't. Aaron Rodgers was really good there at the end. He was. It was impressive. I still how he held on to that football on that sack by Jay. Me neither. It was amazing. All right, let's play. So I'll, I'll pick another team. Okay. Uh, just pick a division. Just go, just go to division. Go, go down. I'll uh, just pick one with something random. Uh, all right. Matt Ryan, I'm not rolling. Uh, Carolina, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. Let's okay. Roll. Just signed the big contract. Boy, you must like Miami. You get. Would you trade Bridgewater? For Tua and Fitzpatrick. I'd rather Tua and Fitzpatrick. So would I. In this case, I would. Why? And that's not a, that's not an anti-Teddy thing. I just nope. don't. I think that uh, Tua's ceiling is higher. I think because Carolina's already playing, they're not playing for a playoff spot this season or a Super Bowl. Why not take, as you said, the higher ceiling with Tua, lower contracts, so it gives you more cap room for years to come here. And once again, you've got time to develop them anyway. You're not playing to win this year, so you have time. You got to come. Well, you probably don't have to compete with Breeze and uh, Brady. They'll, pro they'll probably both be gone by the time Tua is really there. But yeah. it gives you some time here to really get Tua up to date. I agree with you. I would t I would take this pretty easily. Tua over Bridgewater. And Teddy Bridgewater, obviously, he performed admirably with the Saints last year. They didn't light it up when he was in there. He hasn't been a high volume passing quarterback overall. I think he's obviously a player that everybody likes, and I think he's solid quarterback, but I'd probably put him more in the Kirk Cousins range than I would the, you know, uh, the, the the next up-and-coming quarterback range. I don't, I don't want to say Lamar and Patrick Mahomes because people aren't really in that range, but I'd probably put him more in that, you know, middle-of-the-pack range. Is he a top-10 quarterback? Could Teddy Bridgewater be a top-10 quarterback? I think I probably doubt that a little bit. He could come close, but I don't know that he's the guy that I'd feel confident in winning the Super Bowl. Would you rather have Teddy Bridgewater or Jared Goff? Well, you take the contract, contract into consideration. Counts. Contract gets up. That's what this game is about. That, contract that is counts. Bridgewater. I would take Bridgewater. Same. Yeah, I would take Bridgewater. I have more I flexibility. Think. Only three years and get out of there, maybe after two. But in any event, uh, okay. Uh, I'll pick another team. The Niners. Let's roll the dice. Ooh, Jimmy G. Chris Venture not going to be happy with you because I'd roll the dice. I think I'd roll the dice. Because he's Italian? Who cares? No, Venture loves. He loves Jimmy uh, G. Because he's Italian. That's why he likes him. All right. You got number nine. Oh, well, you got an easy one here. Number nine is the Sean Watson. I oh. think you take it. I don't care how much money Nailed he's going to make. You're taking Deshaun Watson. I mean, if I had Deshaun Watson, if That's you could guarantee me Sean, Deshaun Watson, I'd roll the dice for like 28 
guys. I wouldn't roll the dice on Mahomes. Would you rather have Deshaun Watson or Lamar Jackson right now, rest of their career? Oh, they're both going to get massive contracts. We don't, we don't have any of that to break the tie Contracts here. sort of a push, yep. I think I'm going to go to Sean Watson. I like his build better. It's crazy to say. I, I agree with you. And I, it, is not, it is not throwing shade at Lamar. It's a top five quarterback. He's done it one time, specifically in unanimous MVP accolades, all that kind of stuff. But I just, I'm a huge Deshaun Watson fan. I think Mahomes and Russell Wilson, and then I start thinking of the next names, and Watson is on the tip of my tongue when I'm rattling off those names. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I like I like the short a lot. I think For the long fun. term, I you know maybe Drew Brees is, has a better year than him now, but hell, I'd rather have Sean Watson probably now than Drew Brees. I think we're going to find out a lot about the Sean Watson this year. He doesn't have the Hopkins anymore. It's going to be same. Uh, it has to be more on his shoulders. That's why we keep saying early in the show that we hope that Bill O'Brien doesn't hold him back he's gonna he's gonna have to let watson be watson in fact we're gonna close out the show by doing deshaun watson props after this so george and i come back we got a little three minute segment to close it out so uh, come back with us on the grid it's mike and george on ffc get on the grid sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.
Back on the grid, closing it out right now with Deshaun Watson props. Having a little fun because I rolled the dice in George's weird game, and I finally won. Deshaun Watson would be my QB. So let's take a look at his props for the year. I've often said that Kyler Murray as off AP Offensive Player of the Year is a bet that I like. But you know what? I like the Deshaun Watson AP Offensive Player of the Year uh, one just as much. Kyler Murray's plus 3,200. Deshaun Watson plus 2,800. Doesn't mean MVP. MVP usually goes along with having a, a really successful team like Lamar Jackson did last year. I think regardless of record, he should have won the MVP, but they were 14-2. and two. It made it a slam dunk. So uh, Deshaun Watson plus 2,800. You like him more or less than Kyler, just for example, for comparison's sake? More or less. I mean, I do like the bet, uh, like you said. Uh, it's mainly because I think for Houston to be successful, they have to unleash him. Deshaun's going to have to play well. He's just going to have, you can't rely on the, you probably can't rely on the defense totally. You can't rely on that one receiver in Hopkins. And there's nobody else on that offense that's going to take away, uh, I guess, the publicity from him. If they win, it'll be because of Deshaun Watson. As much as I may like David Johnson, he's not Barkley. He's not Ezekiel Elliott. He's not Christian McCaffrey. He's not doing it anywhere near by himself. It's yeah. going to be Watson that leads this team. If, for the, if you believe they're going to get the over, was it seven and a half wins? It means Deshaun Watson had an incredible year. It's just, that's what it means to me. We've seen that schedule too. Not easy here. Uh, the schedule, that, that's the reason I won't do it, because I think it's going to be too tough for him to get the 2,800. I do prefer Kyler Murray at 32 over Watson at 28. I'm going to look at his other props here if I have him. Uh, Watson, no, they don't have his yardage total up. Let's look for his touchdowns. Do they have them? What? No, Deshaun Watson. you got to be kidding me. Most regular season passing yards. Here we go. Here's, that's another one that could potentially be in play. But he's at plus 2,200. The guys in front of him for passing yards, Mahomes, Dak, Matty Ice, Phil Rivers. Phil Rivers? No way. No oh, way. That's a terrible That's bet. not happening. Tom Brady, Jared Goff, Matt Stafford, Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Baker Mayfield, Wentz, Garoppolo, then Deshaun Watson. He's too low, but I'm basically rooting for Pat Mahomes to get hurt. For that to happen, I don't know that he's going to have the most passing yards, but I think you go down the board a little bit. It's kind of interesting. I don't know. I just don't know that they'll throw that much. I think they'll throw more. I don't know enough to get him 5,000 yards, which basically is what right near where you need to hit in order to win the passing yards title. And too many problems, anyways. You mentioned I don't think they'll throw that much. No Hopkins. We don't think the receivers are going to stay healthy. I'll stay away. Okay. So, uh, Sean Watson, uh, AP Offensive Player of the Year, 28 to 1. That's it for us on FFC. On behalf of Brian Rakowski and George Kurtz, I'm Mike Blewett. Thanks for watching. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.